Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Stephen and Greg as we go over all the wild card weekend action to come. We are in the playoffs, folks. This is beautiful. Before that, though, we do talk about the coaching carousel that has opened up. The circus is in town, and there are seven openings, including the shock of Pete Carroll being fired by the Seahawks. They say it is mutual. It is not mutual. Uh, Pete Carroll wanted to coach this next year, and uh, I actually feel bad for him. The other big news of the day was Nick Saban retiring from Alabama, a 17-year run with six national championships. Uh, we will never see that again in college football. He is the Bill Belichick of the NCAA, and uh, it's a pretty shock. You know, you think about it. He took that job in 2007. 2007. I was 11 years old, and he has been without a doubt, the best coach in college football since then. He won a national title in 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017, and 2020. 11 SEC championships, um, uh, sorry, nine with Alabama. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And it's the end of one of the GOATS careers. And I look at it like this. We're at the end of the Belichick time. We're probably at the end of the uh, Greg Popovich time in basketball. And we're losing some of the greats, and it's the end of a golden era, in my opinion, as growing up throughout all this, and it's going to feel weird without these these giants in their posts. So um, round of applause for Nick Saban. We talk about that at the top of the podcast, and Pete Carroll as well, and what a career he had with the Seahawks, and I'm a, I'm a residential Seahawk hater, but I can give respect where respect is due, and Pete Carroll deserves respect. He was um, one of the best... One of the best coaches in the history of team sports. I mean, he's one of only three coaches to win a Super Bowl and an NCAA uh, title. There's only two other guys that have done that. They're both Hall of Famers. He will be a Hall of Famer as well. And we talk about that. We talk about the coaching carousel. But actually, what we talk about the most is the football games, wild card weekend, some good matchups, some good gambling odds, everything. You know, we cannot wait to gamble in the playoffs. This is where I lock in. So I'm dialed in. I'm ready to go. This is a long intro. Had to talk a little bit about Nick Saban, a little bit about Pete Carroll. Two legends. Thank you for your service, both of you. And Vrabel, he'll be coaching them more. Without further ado, here is Gregory. Let's do it. Hello, Greg. Hello, Steven. We have made it through the NFL regular season. It is playoff time. How are you guys doing? This is when real football starts. Mm-hmm. Greg? Doing great. Ready for the playoffs. Let's go. Also, a tennis tournament this weekend, huh? Yes, sir. Yes. You repeating? Absolutely, dude. Three-peat. Mm-hmm. It's going to look good on my trinket shelf, that third gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gold. I'm close to Michael Phelps. You know, we need a few more golds to get there. Um, <laughs> that trinket shelf's filling up quick. Uh, okay. So before we do playoff talk, we're going to go over the record of the regular season. I almost caught Steve. He beat me my one game, edged me out. 139, 127, and six. Steve was. I was 138, 128, and six. And Greg, if we're going by win percentages, he's the winner. However, since he did not pick all the games, we don't know what he would have done in those first few weeks. I'm going to guess he would have gone three and 12 a couple of those weeks. You know, four wow. and 12. I'll give him the fourth. I'll give him yeah. the fourth win. Steve, that's fine. I can give yeah. him the fourth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds Four fair. and 12. Maybe, maybe five and 11. Mm -hmm. But uh, hey, good job with his track record. With his track record at the beginning of the year, honestly, you're lucky might have been that. a godsend. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Uh, he <laughs> went 188, 188 and six. So, 
It's playoffs. Congratulations on a regular season, boy. Well done, boys. Um, before we talk about any of these games, we've got six games this weekend. One of them's on Peacock exclusive. How about that? How many old people are going to struggle to find that one? It's a, it's a, it's a, be a disaster. Facebook's going to be full of people being like, what's a Peacock? How do I get a Peacock? No. Uh, that's going to be a disaster. But before we talk about that, it is coaching carousel time. And before we even talk about the NFL, how about this? Let's pour one out for Nick Saban. Probably the best college coach ever retiring, stepping down. Uh, I know this is more of an NFL bo- uh, podcast, but we did talk about the national championship game briefly last weekend, our last episode. And now probably the, I think the best college football coach ever has retired, calling it a career, seven national championships, six with Alabama in the last 17 years. Hell of a career, Nick. And what's crazy is who's going to replace him because those are impossible shoes to fill. And the, the, a lot of people are saying it's going to be the Oregon coach, Dan Lanning, which that would suck for Oregon, losing two coaches in three years to just basically big, bigger, big brother programs with Miami and Alabama. Although I think Mario Cristobal probably regrets going to Miami because he's going to be on the unemployment line soon. Um, any, any words for, for Nick Saban, either of you? I'm, I'm looking me. forward to Alabama being awful. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. No, but <laughs> you know, hats off, hats off to you, Nick. Um, you ran a insane program for so long, and I don't think you'll ever see a college coach ever run like that again. So, yeah, especially with the new playoff. Yeah. No, that's never happening again. Yeah, he's great. Um, what if they got Kirby Smart from Georgia? They just say, "Okay, come back, come back, Kirby." That's not happening. I think it's going to be Davo Sweeney, which would be hilarious, <clears throat> or Dan Lanning. Uh, the best hire, the funniest hire would be James Franklin from Penn state. If that happens, they might actually, they might actually, uh, have a, have a war in Alabama. If that happened, I saw him tweeted a few times and they're like, just mentioned, um, but okay. Nick Saban, enjoy retirement, buddy. Hats off. Great career. Um, NFO jobs that are now available. The big story today that's kind of overshadowed because of the Nick Saban retirement was Pete Carroll, the second or third longest tenured coach in the NFL uh, being fired. I know they said a mutual agreement to part ways. It was not a mutual agreement. It was pretty clear. He wanted to coach. He said that three days ago in the press conference, he said it today. Uh, Now there's two, two coaches where I'm actually like kind of stunned that they got fired. It's Pete Carroll and Mike Vrabel. We could talk about both those real quick. The rest of them, the rest of them, I mean, uh, Arthur Smith is awful. Panthers already fired their coach like halfway to this year, Frank Wright. Uh, the Raiders, I think they're going to hold on to Pierce. The Chargers, I mean, how long did it take them to fire that guy? That's way too long. Two and years. then the commies were obviously going to fire um, Rivera. So the big one, though, was Pete Carroll. Since you're a Seahawks fan, my friend, uh, Greg, what's your thoughts on Pete Carroll no longer being at the helm? He's been there. when He got hired 14 years ago. Is it 14 years? Yeah, How old were you yeah, 14, 14 years ago? Genuinely, not an old man joke. Uh, oh, God. Uh, 26? Okay, yeah. so you're basically Stephen and I's age now when you when they hired him. So think about how much... Well, you're you're older than age. that. You guys yeah. are both much older than that. But I, I'll play along with you. Um, Two years, but... Much older. Uh, you guys you, you keep lying about your age. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I gave my exact age. Um, I was in middle but, school you know, when they hired him, just so you know. Well, good for you. I mean... You're kind of still in middle school in some ways, so I respect that. <laughs> Mentally, he's there. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> perhaps even regressed from middle school yeah. um, in many ways, but uh, he is now legal to buy alcohol, which is a whole new, uh, whole new problem. Um, so, anyways, uh, my feelings about Pete are fairly mixed. I, uh, you got to give him credit for what he has turned that program into, what he has gotten it through. Um, obviously, our first Super Bowl victory, um, two Super Bowl appearances under his tenure. And, uh, you know, he kind of revitalized it after the whole blowing up of the franchise after the Marshawn Lynch fiasco, um, which really was kind of a, a horrible moment in his tenure. Um, but I think it was time to to get some some new blood in there and to get some new ideas and to, you know, give those players something different um, in their approach. And I don't think Pete was ever going to do that. I think it was a pretty bad track record of older coaches that have won a Super Bowl, you know, in the fair distant past, never repeating, never even getting close to repeating. And I, I think that's probably what was going to happen. I think maybe he's got three more years of coaching left. If he wants to still do that. I'm glad I got to see his final home game as a oh, yeah. Seahawks coach. But um, obviously it was not a great one. Uh, didn't go out on a high note there in Seattle. But I wish him all the best. I'm really grateful for what he's done for the Seattle organization. And uh, I hope we can find somebody that's, you know, going to live up to what he has, he has laid down there. So, Yeah. Um, I couldn't say it better myself. I think Pete Carroll, um, as much as I like to make fun of him because I'm not a Seahawks fan, was a great coach. One of only three coaches to win a NCAA title and a Super Bowl with a couple of legends, Jimmy Johnson, and then who's the other one? I should know this. Don, no, it's not Don Shula. It's, uh, I don't know, whoever it is, he's a legend. Can't, can't, can't remember his name, but hey, he's, he's, he's a legend in the game. Uh, it's it's interesting because I'm surprised that they, I'm surprised they waited to fire him. I understand why, like, it was probably a hard decision, but I kind of agree with you, Greg. It was time to go. I mean, you kind of saw the last few years it's stagnant. It's not, it's not getting any different. And this roster has a quite a bit of talent on it. I think Gino is not going to be the QB there for long. So you bring in a new coach um, to develop the next QB. I'm, I saw a lot of reports. It's probably going to be Dan Quinn, which kind of is the same mentality as Pete Carroll. I don't know if, if that's uh, something that you're interested in. I think it's going to be Dan Quinn because of the familiar familiarity with the front oh, office and everything. I, but uh, I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, if I was a C if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'd want them to bring in an offensive guy. And I don't know what they're gonna shell out. I know Jody Allen is still the owner and she has unlimited money because she inherited everything Paul Allen had. So if they want to really spend, they can have the pick of the litter. It really just depends on if they're willing to shell out for one of those unknown offensive guys or known offensive guys or unknown offensive guys. But yeah. I mean, hey, it's better. Josh McDaniels, maybe he's on the market. I hear he's 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 around somewhere. You want McDaniels to coach oh, your team? God, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Get you a good draft pick. What uh, what do you think, Steve, about Pete Carroll? It was Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer, yeah. Thank you. He is a legend. Uh, uh, great coach. It it'd been hilarious though if he uh if Pete Carroll had like another crazy thing that happened where he's just like he's getting kicked out and has like i'm just gonna try something new another scandal <laughs> but a very uh no pk was a great coach he's, he's gonna be a whole thing 
I mean, all his players love him. I never heard anyone talk bad about him. Mm-hmm. So seems like a great guy. Seems like he was good for the community of Seattle and Washington as a whole. Good guy. I like him. Good. Were you shocked, Greg, when you heard it? When you got the not really. Kind of surprised? No, no, I mean, I was surprisingly not. I oh. uh, I had kind of heard some low-key rumors about it, and I was like, well, you know, you hear these all the time. I'm sure Pete will kind of walk away when he wants to. Um. I am surprised that it's not uh, mutual. I mean, obviously, it's being it's being portrayed yeah. that way now to save face for Pete, but they they walked him out of there, and yeah. uh, I'm surprised that it came to that. Um, I I just didn't see the the organization um, forcing his hand. So that that's the part that shocked me. Any like, chance he gets I, another job? Like genuinely, I don't think so either. I know he's no. the same age as Belichick, and there, there's like plenty of suitors for Belichick. But I think the culture of Pete Carroll is a lot different than Belichick, to where like he'd have to instill something. How about this? I got an idea for you. There's an opening in Alabama. He's not going there. And Nick Sa- <laughs> Nick Saban could probably come to the NFL. They're the same age. I mean, trading places, little wife swap. Yeah, I think Saban's retiring for real. We'll see. We'll see yeah. about that. Yeah, we'll see. Any chance Urban Meyer gets the Alabama job? I was just looking at some names. He's out there. Urban's always out there. Yeah, he's out there. Um, yeah, Pete Carroll. Well, hey, good career, Pete. Another tip of the cap, another round of applause. Um, hell of a career. Honestly, former Patriots coach too, right before Belichick, which is a little tied to my franchise. Uh, good coach, honestly. And the USC years are like the USC years are with scandal, but that's such BS scandals and. Uh, those 2000, early 2000s USC teams are what got me really, really into football. So it's it was pretty incredible. Leonard and Reggie Bush, beautiful. Carson Palmer before that. Yeah. Anyways, the other big head coaching fire, which really made no sense to me, was Mike Vrabel. I honestly think I did I did this exercise like on my phone just looking at it. I would rank Mike Vrabel the seventh best head coach in football. No lower than seventh. And I, there's arguments that you could make for him being sixth or fifth. And then I think it gets a little harder if you put him above that. He had a great tenure with um, with the Titans. They overachieved almost every year. I know they haven't been that good the last two years, but that's because Tannehill got hurt and kind of fell off. And also the team just kind of went into rebuild mode and they still uh, were somewhat successful. I mean, this year they had a terrible record, but they beat the Dolphins and then they knocked the Jaguars out of the playoffs. So they were, and they were competitive in a lot of games. Um, it kind of makes no sense. I saw the report that they fired him because they wanted to get the, they wanted to get the move on right away instead of trying to trade him. Cause I think they could have got compensation for him. And I mean, I don't know where he's going to be a head coach this year, unless he wants to take a year off. I think he really has nearly the pick of any of these uh, teams that need a coach. Uh, that one was just shocking to me. What do you think, Steve? Were you shocked? And then where do you think he ends up? Do you think he coaches this year or do you think he takes a year off? No, he seems like a guy that still wants to coach. I feel like you don't want to take a year off if you're an NFL coach. I feel like everything changes too quickly. I know Boston media is lambasting it with him being the next coach of the Patriots. That's all I think I've, I've heard. But I think I'd rather go out to L.A. And, charge, and be in charge of the Chargers. That seems like the preferred job. Because that job, you get to really prove that it was the coach, and they just needed a good coach to get this team over the hump. So I think that's the best risk versus reward. So because yeah. they're bad, it can be like it, it was the team, it wasn't it wasn't the coach. 
he probably changed things up. But if he does good, he gets to prove that he's the the top head coach and gets gets the big kahuna. Yeah, he gets the flowers. How about you, Greg? What do you think about Vrabel? Um, I think it's unfortunate. I think the owner. I I read a few articles on that today, and apparently she was very angry um, when he went up to New England for that Hall of Fame um, <laughs> thing. And uh, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And I, I, I mean, it was maybe a bad look. I guess. I mean, he had so much history there that you wonder why anybody would care, or if that's the real reason. Who knows? I mean, there's so many rumors in the NFL. Um, but clearly a, a coach that did not deserve to be shown the door. I mean, he has done more with less than anybody ever could. I mean, oh, he yeah. is a solid, solid coach, especially defensively. I mean, I don't think that's in question. And I, I second your thoughts, Stephen. I would love to see him go to LA and whip that defense into shape. I think the offense really doesn't need a whole lot of tweaking. They got a great coordinator there. Um, I, I would love to see him in, in LA if that were to happen. Um, you know, maybe he goes back to New England. That'd be an interesting, that'd be an interesting match too. I'm gonna be excited wherever he goes because I think he'll have an instant impact. And I think he'll probably have more to play with than he would ever have in Tennessee. Tennessee's just like I mean, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, that's all you have. I just don't know how he was expected to do better or what they wanted. I mean, it really wasn't his fault. So the GM should have been fired maybe, but Brable got the cut. So, Yeah, I I know that. So the rest of the coach that got fired, we're not talking about him. I do think (laughs) I'm going to just do my only Patriots thing here is I honestly think Belichick's going to be gone by the end of the week. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm now, I wish I wasn't the case. I wanted to stay the coach. I do think it's a seamless transition if Rabel will take that job. Uh, it's either that or Gerard Mayo. I know Robert Kraft loves him. I know he loves Robert Kraft. I know the, the city loves him. Uh, it would make sense. I do think Belichick is going to get a first round pick. And I, I, what I am thinking, it's going to be Atlanta that trades for him. And I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, Again, if it's me, I want Belichick to come back to the Patriots, but I think that he's going to be the Atlanta coach next year, which is insane. But I do think they're going to give like the eighth pick or whatever they have up for him, which uh, I do think the Patriots will give some draft comments. I don't think it's going to be a straight trade like that, but um, that is kind of my theory. And I do think Vrabel, I mean, that works great for the Patriots if that is, it, it does end up happening. But uh, I mean, the Belichick stuff, that's going to, that's going to hit me like a, like a, like a ton of bricks because uh That'll be insane when that happens. I was like sad that Pete Carroll was gone and Nick Saban is retiring. And I was like, wow, my coach is maybe gone tomorrow or the next day. And I do think that's going to happen now. I wasn't as confident, but the Vrabel news, I was pretty, how I looked at that was because of how they said, we don't want to take time to develop a trade was that they knew who would trade for them. And it would have been the Patriots, but the Patriots are being um, lackluster with moving Belichick quickly. And so I'm pretty sure that's, what's going to happen. Um, not pretty sure that's what's going to happen. That's my that's my hot take prediction. Like, and I'd be okay yeah. with it, but I would miss I will miss Belichick if he leaves. I'm happy Belichick's still the head coach. That's all I'm going to say. But as I mentioned earlier, Josh McDaniels was sniffing around the building week 18. I, I saw that he was in the building. You stay the hell out. Although I'd be okay with Josh McDaniels forever offensive coordinator if that's just his job because he'll never get another head coaching job. Uh okay. The coaching carousel, it's active. Uh, 
I guess we could talk about we don't really need to talk about some of the candidates that are going to get jobs. I think B enemy gets a job. I think Ben Johnson obviously gets a job. Um, the Texans offensive coordinator will get a job. Flores might get one. Rabel will be back. It's just interesting to see. And Harbaugh, if Harbaugh wants to come, he's kind of got the pick of the litter. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Every year, there's seven or eight head coaching vacancies. Like It's it's like clockwork. Every single year. This year, I think we have seven. Uh, last year, I think we had eight. So next year, it's it's interesting to see. Who do you think who do you think the next coach is fired will be? And I'll tell you this. I can give you quickly. Um, <laughs> I think that the Eagles will be off Sirianni within a year or two. Sala won't be the coach of the Jets in two years. Doug Peterson's probably on his way out. Sean Payton, maybe. Uh, Sean McDermott. I mean, he was coaching for his life this year. Mike McCarthy might get fired if if they don't win against uh, Green Bay. We're going to talk about. There's going to be a lot of turnover. Todd Bowles. Uh, geez, yeah. There's Dennis Allen. So I just named like seven names that I think will probably be out next year. Damn. Okay. Anything else you guys want to say before we jump into the games? No, nada. No. Okay. Let's talk what really matters: the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, Saturday, 1 p.m. Cleveland, Joe Flacco, Miles Garrett, Kevin Stefanski, and them boys head to Houston against. One of the best young coaches, uh, D'Amico Ryans, and the Houston Texans with their C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins and that whole team. The Texans are two-and-a-half-point home dogs. And I'm going to say this. This is my favorite bet of the – maybe of the year. It's up there. Cleveland minus two-and-a-half in Houston. I love that. I've seen C.J. Stroud struggles against good pass rushes. Cleveland has one of the best. Cleveland's defense – Single handle me can win them games. You got Joe Flacco, who actually comes in as as has revitalized his entire career. And you know what he does perfectly? He does exactly what decent or bad quarterbacks on good teams with good defenses should do. Just nerf the deep ball because it's gonna work at least two or three times a game with pass interferences or them actually catching it. And that's all you need to do. I think this game's a low scoring game. I don't see Houston being able to do much against this Cleveland defense. It reminds me of when Houston played the jets a few weeks ago. And that was CJ Stroud's first and only really terrible game. And Cleveland has a better defense. I love Cleveland minus two and a half. It's my bet of the week. Uh, I think Cleveland is maybe the only team in the AFC that I would pick over Baltimore right now. And uh, that's saying something because it's Joe Flacco who hasn't been good for almost a decade, but he's been good this year. Steven. Yeah. I I think I picked against the Texans like the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I picked against still, them last week. Yeah. I still don't know, but also I love Joe Flacco. So I'm going to go with the Browns. I think he should be able to tear up this team. I actually don't think this would be a low scoring game. I think both these teams will put up a lot of points, but I still think Cleveland wins by a touchdown. Okay. The, I do like CJ Shroud. It's 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 exciting to see when a good young quarterback actually gets in the playoffs the first year and we get to see, you know. The over under in this really game is forty four and a half, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, smash the over. Ooh, smash it. Greg. I have gone back and forth on this line. Really? All week. Wow. I haven't bet anything yet because the lines really haven't been too fluid. I think the Kansas City line has come up a little bit, but yeah. usually these lines, when they come out, they're pretty solid, so you don't need to get an early jump on them. Um, and I have settled on, and I, I hate it, 
but I think it's more likely than not to happen. I'm taking Houston plus two and a half. Ooh. Um, yeah, which like is not that. really as it's not as spicy a take as I think you're probably thinking it is. Um, the home road split for Cleveland, especially their defense, is not great. Their defense is like 25th or 26th when they go on the road. When they're at home, they're absolutely lights out. Nobody can beat them. They're absolutely obliterating people. And then they take the show on the road, and it's just not – their defense just doesn't travel as good as it should, um, especially considering the elite playmakers they've got. Um, I think Cleveland will win this game, but I think it's going to be a squeaker. And I could definitely see Joe Flacco finally having a a little bit of an off game where he throws – I mean, he's thrown a pick every single game he's played in this year. I could see that being maybe two picks this this week or, you know, three. They've got a really great cornerback in, in Houston. I forget the name. I should have should have wrote this down. Oh, uh, Stingley. Yeah, Stingley. He's amazing. And he so was drafted he... one above Sauce Gardner last year, which was pretty. Okay, well, he hasn't. He's okay. been he great. Hasn't no, out... Stingley's been amazing. Okay. He hasn't outplayed Sauce, but, um, but yeah, I think you get the home dog. In in the wild card, CJ looks like he's all the way back. Uh, Nico Collins is absolutely amazing, and that connection is is pretty undeniable. Um, and you know if they can get the run game going decently enough, so they're not one dimensional, I think they'll hang around. I, I I think Cleveland will win this game, and like honestly, they, they'll probably win it by one field goal. But something in me says to take the home dog here. Um, I think D'Amico Ryans has done a great job. I think he's probably coach of the year if it's not Stefanski on the other yeah, side. Yeah, one of, of them. The These are the two coaches of the year. Yeah. So it'll be, hey, which one of you wants it more? I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Houston. There's a big part of me that thinks this is completely wrong, but um, I'm I'm personally not gonna bet this game. It's it's too scary for me. There's too many variables, and um, I respect it. It is your bet of the year. Wow. I, I get that. Wow. I get that. It's drilling. But uh, for me, it's just it's a complete stay away. It's I I misspoke when I said bet of the year. My bet of the year was Atlanta against Tim Boyle and the Jets. That was my bet of the year. That's where I put that was that was pretty sweaty if I remember. So yes, I hope it was. This it was very sweaty. <laughs> but uh, well, hey, my bet of the year usually loses, and we're also January tenth, so that means I uh... better the new year. <laughs> better twenty twenty four. Um, I just want to say this: t- these teams played a few weeks ago. No. CJ Stroud did not play as Davis Mills. Yeah, you can't. You got to throw that game out, man. No, I know. It's blow up. I agree. I'm throwing it out. Throwing out. It, it, it was uh, it, Davis Mills. I mean, it's it's just yeah, that that doesn't count. I'd take him on the Patriots. I uh the no, I would not. I uh I think my my whole when it's winning, get in in the playoffs. I don't know the record on this. I should have looked this up. I feel like the highs are so high when they beat the Colts that the come down is there. Now he's a great coach and he's going to coach them well. Like, I don't think that they're going to not come prepared, but I just think that the adrenaline of beating the Colts in the way that they did, it's going to have like a little hangover effect this week. And I'm going to go in a lot of these games, as you see, when we pick them, I'm going with the defenses that I have more confidence in than the offenses. I would not be surprised if CJ Stroud lights it up because he is a he is like a solidly top ten QB this year, which is unbelievable. Because I personally thought he was going to be a bust because I think Ohio State QBs have never proven that they're that good in the NFL with how their offense is played in college. 
He's been unbelievable. I looked at the tape. I didn't look at the tape. I saw Twitter things that are posted of some of the throws he made against Indianapolis last week that are just bonkers, like absolutely insane uh, top-level throws. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they win, but it would take like a uh, Herculean effort from Stroud, which it could happen. But yeah, I don't think I don't think I totally agree with that. I mean, I I didn't see them being too jubilant in their celebrations. Not that I saw whatever happened afterwards, but you know, we'll we'll see see how they did the rest of the week. But I think there is something to be said for their starters playing that week. There could be some rest initially for the Browns because they didn't really play anybody. Um, so that, that is also a concern. Also, I mean, that'll be a concern for our, our number one seeds, um, when they get going, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a pretty evenly matched game and I could see, could see it going either way. And that's just why I'll, I'll, I'll personally stay away from it. Keep the points, keep the points. Uh, okay. Anything else, Steve? Or are you good? No, I was flip-flopping on this game too, though. Like, I think this is just like actually the most exciting game. I think uh, I know there's only two on Saturday, but I, I care more about this game. I think than Dolphins Chiefs. Oh yeah, this is gonna be. A I, don't buy, game. I don't buy. I don't buy. I don't buy all the made up storylines for everyone that <laughs> the NFL <laughs> likes to push. <laughs> um. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Saturday. Is it at one o'clock or four o'clock? Or Saturday afternoon or night? Uh, the Chiefs are taking on the Dolphins. I mean, what a letdown of an end of a season for them, huh? They have a chance at the one seed, get absolutely blown out by the Ravens. Then they – am I okay? Mm-hmm. You're looking confused. Oh, Greg was looking – Oh, confused. sorry. I got a text on my computer somehow. I don't know what's uh, going on. Greg was looking from... confused. I just got scared. I was like, am I, I – I'm always am confused. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> no. Like, did sorry. my face just, go, just show signs of a stroke? Excuse You're me. fine. Um. This what a, what a what a bad end of the season for the Dolphins. You're looking for their first playoff win since 2000, something like that. Something insane. Yeah. And uh, instead of hosting a playoff game against one of, in, instead of hosting a playoff game against the Steelers, they are now forced to travel to Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes' home of Kansas City, where the weather is going to be. I'm looking this up right now. It's supposed to. It might be one of the coldest playoff games of all time. Yes, sir. It's supposed to be zero degrees with a wind chill of. Uh, supposed to be supposed to be windy as hell on uh, Saturday as well. Fifteen mile per hour gusts at night. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say this. I bet. I. I. I already bet the Dolphins. So. But the only reason I bet the Dolphins is because of my promise to the listeners and to myself that I'm going to bet against the Eagles and the Chiefs every game I can in these playoffs. Now, my rationale for why I think the Dolphins can cover this and win is I think the cold affects both teams. Tua will be more affected because he's never actually played in weather like this. Uh, He should be doing ice baths 10 hours a day leading up to this. He should be sleeping in ice to to get ready for this game. I do think... That Kansas City, or I do think uh, that that the Dolphins' defense or offense, sorry, is getting healthier. The defense is getting more injured, but I don't really think the defense really matters because Mahomes doesn't have people to throw to. This is my real take. I do think that the Chiefs win this game, but what I've seen out of Kansas City this year doesn't give me any confidence in that whatsoever. I do not think this is a good football team, and 
they're very, very lucky that they're playing against a Hawaiian quarterback that has never seen snow, probably. So, truth of the matter, he's never played in conditions like this in high school, in college, in the NFL. And that being said, I will, I will be honest, Mahomes has never played in something this cold either. Now, Mahomes is better than Tua, but this is the, we're talking a different level of cold. How many people in this game are not going to be wearing sleeves to be tough? So many. Over under 20 total people. That's basically the line. It's, it's going to be mainly the guy, the guys from, uh, you know, like Florida and stuff. Like, oh, I can handle this. Yeah, Tyreek's <laughs> going to do his warm-ups with his shirt off, like all over the KC logo. No, no, no. He's going to be doing a ski mask on, and then when the game time, he's going to take it off. And then... <laughs> a shiesty? Yeah, he's going to have a shiesty, yeah. Um, this game again on Peacock, the over-under is 44. Wow. I'm smashing the hell out of that. The you have under, no idea. Right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, this is going to be like game, 15 to 6. Yeah, this game is going to be ugly. Um, I, the, the, I, I am picking the Dolphins plus 3.5. Or it's plus 4.5 now. Sorry, I bet it's plus 3.5. That's not good. Uh, Oops. I really don't think that extra point will make an actual difference. I think the hook. Oh, it right. won't because they're going to get blown out by two touchdowns. 14 uh, 0. I, I just think that what McDaniel can do is try their try his hardest to scheme up to where you have two only doing short passes. They have so much speed on that offense. I'm trying to talk myself into it. Uh, I just don't like the Chiefs' offense at all this year. And so I think it will be closer. I do, I do think it will be a close game. I really do. I don't trust I don't trust the people Mahomes is throwing to, including Travis Kelsey at this point. You think you think MVS isn't gonna have a big drop this week or Kadarius Tony? They're gonna do some drops. That's gonna be so cold. Uh Steve, what do you got here? You pick the Chiefs? Is that four and a half now? It's at four and a half, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, at one book it's at five, but we're doing four and a half. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Whoa! I'll take my points. I'll take the Dolphins. I'll take my points, and this is the. It's gonna be on the ground, dude. I'm gonna trust the guy that can run. The particles of the snow won't even matter to <laughs> the <laughs> H man. Yeah, H man. A train won't even matter. And Mostert's back and Waddle's back. I mean, Greg, are you sure you think the Chiefs are going to win this game? I mean, what are you doing here? I think he's win. I just don't know if they win by four. I think this will be a close game. Um, I, or, oh, is it? I'm, I'm sorry. You're Continue. up, Greg. You're up, yeah. Greg. Okay. Um, so Miami lost five defensive starters last week. They had Melvin Ingram come in to corner. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw, yeah, he was playing corner. I I don't know. I saw him in coverage. I don't know if he was, I think it was on a tight end. (laughs) I don't know if he was (laughs) lined up on Stefan Diggs. I I don't know if he forgot where he was supposed to be. Um, but he was, yeah, he was not looking fresh and he shouldn't be, he's, you know, probably not NFL caliber at this point, but that's what they're down to now in this vaunted Miami Dolphins defense. Um, I don't think this game is going to be a huge, um, you know, offensive game, but I'm going to give it to the home team. I don't know how you guys are picking Miami. I don't know if the sports books bought you guys off or what's going on, but 
Um, oh yeah, I forgot to say this is also brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, so I didn't. So dear listener, I didn't cash any checks from DraftKings this week, so I I wasn't included in this sponsorship. Um, so you can trust my opinion. Kansas City's going to win this game. They're going to win it by. Uh, at least six. I don't know. I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points. I can't believe the totals at 44. That's such a weird That's so number. high. I'm actually going to have to go out there and bet that again. Dude, you got to bet I that. I haven't even bet the under. I didn't bet any any totals. I need to go out there and bet that. Yeah. The total on this is screaming to be bet. And um, maybe it's still at 44 because the weather point the weather report hasn't been firmed up enough. I have no idea, but it's going to be cold as heck in Kansas City. Heck's pretty hot, and right? Heck is pretty Well, sorry. Okay. Cold. I can't think of an analogy right now. What about Sorry. when hell freezes um, over? It'll be as cold as when heck freezes over. Yes, sir. Um, so, anyways, I, I think Kansas City will win this game. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is a different beast. Um, and as we saw, he's starting to run a little bit because he's realizing nobody can catch the ball reliably. I think the week off for Travis Kelsey will be helpful. Um, hopefully, he is, you know, his legs come back a little bit and he can run and, you know, actually contribute to the offense but there's no way there's no way a god's green earth miami goes into kansas city in these conditions with that defense that they're going to trot out on the field and win this game by any margin let alone cover the spread so that's easy i'm, I'm getting two games off you guys so far yeah look at you could train jackass uh okay i th- i do <laughs> No, Greg, you actually gave good, good, good reasoning on both of them. I could see, I could see where you're coming from. Disagree, but I can see. You know, not bad. Uh, we're going to Sunday. We will be playing tennis during this game, actually, and I'm very happy that this is the game that we be playing tennis during. I got scared. I didn't know the schedule, so now that I see this, it actually brings joy to me. <laughs> uh, the Steelers at the Bills. Mason Rudolph's in the playoffs, and I'm going to say this real quick. I'm still a Trevor Lawrence truther. But that second half of this season, yeah, 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 it's uh, the, I saw a comparison, player A, player B, and when you start getting put in those, it's usually not a good thing for your career. I'm not kidding you. He was in a player comparison with Mac Jones, and their stats, their win losses, all that stuff, it's eerily similar. And I said this earlier this year at the at the start of the year, where I'm like, you know, Mac Jones is like Trevor Lawrence now. I'm not like now. Obviously, I've been proven wrong because. I don't know where Mac Jones is going to be playing next year. And Trevor Lawrence still has a lot of confidence in him, but I have a problem with him because the reason, because of them losing to the Tennessee Titans has to make me have some money bet on a game involving Mason Rudolph in the second week of January, which I do not want to do because I hate the Steelers. And I think that this is a criminal thing that this team's in the playoffs. I think the Steelers are a bottom five team in football. (laughs) Like genuinely, I do not know how they made the playoffs. I don't get it, but they're there. And they're playing the Buffalo Bills for a 10-point favorites. And I want to run to the bank and take out a loan and bet on the Bills. But what I've seen from the Bills in the last, like, five or six weeks has been real, real questionable. Josh Allen is YOLOing too much. I honestly think he's like a dog that is now in a quarterback's body with the things he does on the field. Like, he does not, he does not do what quarterbacks should do. He throws way too many questionable balls. He fumbles a lot. It's it's he's reverted back to what he was like his rookie year where he was exciting but not good. And he's at least got a little better than that. But he makes some boneheaded. He makes at least two or three awful decisions every game. And 
thankfully for them, the last couple of months, it really hasn't bit them in the ass, and it won't bite them in the ass against Pittsburgh. So I'm not going to give too much more on this. I think this is the end of Mason Rudolph as a start of the Steelers. I think the Bills blow them out. I am not betting too much on this. I have them in a money line parlay with a few with a few games here. Um, because I just 10 points is a lot in the playoffs. It's just a lot. Even though I think that they kill them, I have no confidence in Mason Rudolph. The run game of the Steelers has been good, though. So if you're confident in Pittsburgh whatsoever, it's because the run game's working well. I'm going Bills to cover this. And I think that they win this probably something like 28 to 10 in, in that realm. Steve? And by the way, the yeah, over-under in this game is 36. Which is the lowest of the week by a lot. 36. Wow. Sorry. Steve? That's pretty low. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bills as well. Who would have guessed? Um, I think the Steelers defense is a little banged up. Uh, it's a miracle. Yeah, no TJ Watt. Sorry. Yeah. This, it's a miracle the team even made the playoffs. That just goes to show some of the AFC teams that can sneak in. At the end of the year, we're going to get one sneaky team. I guess it's going to be the Steelers. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Bills. Bully Josh came in. They clutched up. I think they were ready to go. They already played a tough game. Probably going to be tougher than this game. Give me the Bills. Gregory. Um, yeah, I I don't know how Pittsburgh snuck in. Um, but their run game is pretty serious um, when it gets rolling. Like, they, they seem to get three or four yards every carry with that combo they've got going on. Um, it's going to be a brutally cold game, too. Going to be a lot of wind. So the arm of Josh Allen, he's not going to be out gunslinging, as he's always being called. Um, they're going to have yeah. to rely on their run game, too. And I think their run game versus Buffalo's run game is pretty on par. Um, I don't think there's a huge advantage either way. Obviously, Josh Allen is the X factor there because he can he can scoot. Um, but I think that the ten points is a bit of a trap line. I think that was so the books could get out of teaser range, especially in the six and seven. Yep. Um, the seven point teasers, it's out of that range now. So um, I think Pitt can easily get a backdoor cover here. So I'm taking them plus ten. Wow, you're on three different. Wow, Greg is being a little contrarian today. I wrote these down before. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. But I'm almost. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna side. guess. I'm gonna guess you agree on one game. I think we're gonna go one and five. Oh yeah, three. we will. We will. Um. Okay. Packers Cowboys. We're on Sunday. Sunday. This. Oh no. This is a Sunday afternoon game. Jordan Love. Sneakily, had a terrific season. I think he had 31 touchdowns and like 10 picks or something. Um. The pass and DVO DVOA for the Packers. Excuse me, I'm burping because I'm drinking brewskis. Was uh, I think top five in the league? Um, he was phenomenal, and I think he has a great future ahead. And it really is insane that the Packers have pretty much nailed the QB position three straight times when other teams can't find one. And I know Jordan Love's not a not a exactly like franchise guy just yet, but he has the makings of it. And I think that he, I think that he has been rather rather great again. This year in the quarterback the quarterbacks this year were terrible. Do you agree, Steve? Like we're we have we're a quarterback. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. The stats yeah. would say so. Yeah. So people like Stroud and, and Jordan Love were definitively top 10 QBs. Like stat wise. Yeah. So uh 
Good job, Green Bay, nailing this again. And I'm sure they're very, very happy they don't have uh, Rodgers there anymore because uh, it looks like they've got a QB that's a lot better than 2023, 2024 Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites. The over-under in this game is 50 and a half. It's a little higher than the games we've talked about so far. And I bet the I, I'm all over the Cowboys. I've teased them. Uh, I've bet them in Moneyline parlays. Seven and a half is a lot of points, though, against this Packers team. But Dallas at home is a different beast. Dallas are fast teams. Uh, the defense of the Packers struggles against teams that are fast. Dallas is the epitome of speed with CeeDee Lamb. He's always open. Brandon Cooks is still a speedster. Um, and Dak Prescott, by the way, should be the NFL MVP if you're giving it to a QB. Look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. And it's going to go to Lamar, which is all fine. But I don't know what more Dak has to do to get respect. I think he has to make a Super Bowl at this point because they're saying like he's just been embarrassed too many times in the playoffs. Um, I think I think they're going to beat him down. I think the I think the Cowboys kick kick the the Packers ass this week, and it's a Mike McCarthy revenge bowl. And honestly, McCarthy's also coaching for his job. They lose this game, I do believe he'll be fired. And he's been a very good coach for Dallas. They just come up short. The years that he's been there, just like the years that Jason Garrett was there, just like the years that Bill Parcells was there, and so on, so on, so on. Um, but I think Dallas wins this game handedly, and I um. I really think it's going to be either Dallas or the 49ers to make it out of this conference. I think they're the two best teams by quite a quite a large margin. And uh, so I'm going Dallas to cover here. I bet the cover, but my bigger bets are on teases and um, in a money line parlay. I just I think Dallas wins the game and I don't want to worry about the seven and a half. That That is a scary backdoor possibility. Uh, but I do think Dallas is going to have a commanding control of this game. Jordan Love, though. No, if they lose Jordan Love, what a year. Good job, Green Bay, finding the guy. I just need to want to restate that. Uh, Steven? Yeah, no, I feel like people are just talking about how Green Bay is going to come in here and do what they usually do. But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeehaw, partner. Yeehaw. Giddy up in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Greg? And here's Greg's bitch ass going to pick the opposite. Yeah, Greg's going to say uh, the, Packer, yeah. the Packers are going to control this time of possession. Yeah. What are you saying, Greg? I like my coach's French, said no one ever. <laughs> well, thank you for giving my take. I just, I guess I don't even have to go at this point. You know, no, Greg, just, give, uh, give, give it a yeah, concise take. No, give it, no, give that's take. fine. You guys don't, don't want to hear it. You know, I'm going with Green Bay plus seven and a half. And you guys already gave my take, so... Um, yeah, so I, this is, this is an interesting game with, uh, kind of, uh, obviously we've got the Packers coming home or sorry, coming to, into, uh, McCarthy's home. And I think LaFleur is the better coach here. I like McCarthy, but I think LaFleur, I think LaFleur is a little bit better. Okay. Um, cause McCarthy does have a tendency to make some interesting um, calls late in games that don't tend to work out. Um, I think Dallas will win this game. And I I think your teaser range is perfect. Like that, that's what you should do with this game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch the seven and a half. That's just begging for a backdoor cover. Yeah. But um, you know, Jordan Love has quietly been a pretty good quarterback the last five or six weeks. I mean, he's been top three or four in EPA 
and all kinds of other stats. The question, and you'll see it very early with the first couple of possessions for Green Bay. Are you getting Jordan Love in the New York Giants game where he just completely fell apart? Because he's still young. He's still young and he's very streaky. If he gets his mojo going and he can he can get the offense moving in the first couple of possessions, I think you're going to have a really fun game. Hopefully not too fun for Sterling. Um, I, I really don't see Green Bay uh, going in there and winning this, but I think that it is just too big of a number to, to go out and lay with a straight face. Dallas has been really good at home, um, but Green Bay has been pretty hot. They've got Aaron Jones going now. He's looking great. And, you know, I think they're going to have healthy receivers this game uh, all around. So yeah, if Christian Watson Green... pulls a hammy in the first two minutes. Sorry. Yeah, probably, which will <laughs> which will happen. But if Green Bay can limit the the big explosive plays that Dallas is known for, if they can just somehow corral CD Lamb a little bit, I think they can keep it somewhat respectable. But I, I don't see them winning this game. But I will take Green Bay plus seven and a half. Yeah, I that that's all a good explanation. I'm not I'm not saying hey, I think how you're explaining each of these games. I get, I get, I get that viewpoint. I just can't get the taste of the Packers back-to-back weeks, losing to Tommy DeVito and getting embarrassed by Baker Mayfield. And I know that's a little bit ago now at this point, but it's actually pretty recent. That was, you know, late November, mid December. I think it was December, actually. I think they were December games. So no, hundred percent. I understand. Yeah. that That's basically my whole thing. I think the I think the Cowboys offense is a top three unit or top five unit of football. And so, um, seven and a half is a lot of points, though. Like you said, I know you're not picking the Packers to win the game outright. So the seven and a half is is vulnerable. It's a good line. Good job, DraftKings. Good job, Vegas. <sighs> you know, I love them so much. Um, okay, two games. One good, one stinky Rams at Lions. That's a good. The Rams, Matthew Stafford, heading into the Lions Lair. Cecil's to face off against Jared Goff. Revenge game for both teams and Dan Campbell. I have, I would, I want to ask you guys, I'm going to set a line here. I want you to set the line, actually. Chances Dan Campbell cries after the game, win or lose. What What would you take? How, how much, uh, what, what do you think the odds on that would be? I'll let you say that, Greg. Because I have an idea in my head. Dan Campbell crying post-game. Uh, I'd put minus 180 on it. Ooh, close to me. I said minus 220. What would you say, Steven? Minus the fate of the universe. Yeah, he's crying. They could be unlimited. If they lose, he's going to cry and say, I love these boys so much. And if they win, he's going to be overly emotional too. Jared Goff wanted this so bad. The Detroit fans, they made me feel like I'm at home. It's going to be amazing. Dan Campbell. This will be the first or last time my boys are here. Uh Uh-huh. He's, he's going to be sobbing, so the line should be 500. I hope there is a line out there for that because I will bet that. Um, this game is so weird. It was Lions three and a half. It came down to three. Uh, I think Laporte is going to try to give it a go. That was a terrible time to get injured. Uh, thankfully, it's not serious. He's been a, he's been a literally kind of looking like uh, young Gronk. He's been so good in, in the passing game with them. Uh I, this game's been so hard. I'm going to be honest. I bet this both ways. 
I bet Lions minus three and a half, and I bet Rams in a teaser at nine and a half at one point. So I'm I'm protected each way. That gives me six is that, points. Is that what you, is that what you call it? Are you protected each way? One of them's gonna win. <laughs> one yeah, of them. One of them has to hit. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh and I, actually i got plus odds on on the plus three on the minus three and a half for the lion so you know yeah. not even giving not even getting casino anything um i'm gonna go to the lions uh to win this by i think a push could happen a field goal but i do think that the lions will win this game this will be a crazy atmosphere it's it's amazing that stafford's coming back in there after being a top three Detroit line of all time. I think Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders are the other two, but he uh, he's coming back in there and I don't think he's going to win. I think he's going to be feeling the most pressure out of anybody there because this is where he's played his football for over a decade. And now they're not rooting for him. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. I think all of America is rooting for the lions too, even though nobody really hates the Rams. It's just that, Detroit's a great story. Detroit and Cleveland are great stories. I just wish Cleveland did not have a rapist as their uh, usual starting QB, and then I'd be be happy with them more. But uh, Detroit, and that's on Flacco, by the way. That is Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, De- I just I like Detroit. I think they've scared me a bit. I mean, Greg and I have both won money and lost money on Detroit multiple times throughout the year, and I'm just confident that for this one week we're going to get a stellar. Not a good, not a stinky, but a stellar Jared Goff game. I think he's going to have a really good game here. And I'm pretty confident now. I've talked myself really into the Lions just now. Good, good on me. I bet him, so I should have been more confident at the, at the kiosk, but uh, now I'm even more confident. Steven? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Lions here. Uh, I like the Rams story. I like what's been going on. But I got to go with the Lions. I got to root for these teams that have not been successful in the playoffs. Since my grandparents were alive, and Greg, of course, but that's besides the point. Greg was but I'm going to go the Lions here. <laughs> Greg, tell me how you pick the Rams. So you guys have both picked the exact same teams for each of these games. Yeah. Well, which one, guys? It's going to be interesting how this goes next week. I'm excited to see the numbers here. Um, let me ask you this, Drilling. Did yeah. you uh, did you bet the same amount on Detroit as you bet on LA with the T's? Uh the LA T's has a little more money on it. Okay. So you bet LA standalone or sorry, Detroit standalone minus mm-hmm. 3. Yeah. And then you have the T's with what's that T's? Cowboys. With? Oh, okay, that's your Cowboys T's. Okay. I like that T's a lot. I think I told you you, you took yeah, that was from our phone call. Yeah. I shut that out. Okay. LA is going to win this game outright, boys, and I, I don't know why it's that's a controversial take, um, but I I enjoy your laughs now, and there will be tears later. LA has the rest advantage. Um, Dan Campbell trotted out all the boys last week. Sam Laporta got hurt, so they're they're dealing with uh, you know having to come off of that game. Um, this is a home game for Matthew Stafford. There's probably gonna be a lot of Stafford jerseys in the building because Detroit, you know, maybe not everybody can afford a new jersey. So they still got their Stafford jersey. I don't know. No, nah, they won't be wearing Anyways, that this week. Not this week. You've got you've got a rest disparity. You've got a coaching disparity. Sean McVay's a better coach than Dan Campbell. I don't well, think yeah, that's I a question. That. He's not more passionate um, though. 
And not only that, not, well, he's not more passionate. I don't think anybody's more passionate than Campbell. Not only that, but Sean McVay can exploit the weaknesses of Jared Goff probably better than anybody in the NFL. And he's going to do that in this game. And and LA's going to win it. I don't know that it'll be a blowout victory, but they're going to win this game. And uh, I don't think that I, – I just don't see Detroit – their defense has been pretty rough, and I think it's going to get exploited. And that's just my take. Hey, fun take. I just was looking real quick. Um, so the Lions have been a team since 1930. So they've had 94 seasons. Their playoff record in those 94 seasons is 7-13. and 13. Uh, <laughs> That's actually amazing. And I'm going to go, they have won one playoff game against Dallas Cowboys in 1991. They won it 38 to six before they have not won a playoff game since then. And before then they had not won a playoff game since 1957, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, They actually have only, they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight playoff games in a row. The most recent was against the Seahawks in 2016. And that right there is actually insane to me. I actually I was making jokes that they haven't won a playoff game in the in the age of color TV. 1991 they had color TV, but really they they before that they hadn't won a playoff game since like you didn't have TV. 1957 was like you listened to it on the radio. That's actually amazing. Wow. I I look at this and I think if the Patriots ever went on a run like this, I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> 1957 to 2024. Okay. Okay. Now you got to put a suicide like tag at the beginning of this so people don't get triggered. You know that, right? 1 800 gambler. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> then that that's insane. Wow. Shout out all the Lions fans. Now I'm rooting for them. I want them to win the Super Bowl. I did not know it was that bad. I knew it was bad, but that bad 1957. And then a 40-year break, basically. And then now another 30-year break. God bless. Um, okay. So Greg, again, goes against us. Uh, I would not kill myself, by the way. The Patriots went on that run. I do. If went on a run like that, it would be for different reasons. Uh, it'd, be for, it'd be before that. They got to it'd be much, much quicker <laughs> than, uh, the, than, than the 50 years. Uh, wow. Detroit. God bless. I need them to I want them to win this game so badly now. That would make me happy, actually. This that's the game of the week, I think, right? Are we agreeing on that? No? What's your game of the week, Greg? Um, I'm more excited for the Houston Cleveland game, honestly. Okay. But, now I see what I mean. Well, okay. Because... I get the the storyline of the week is definitely this game. Okay. Like it's gonna be so high. It's Sunday night football. You know, Chris Collinsworth is gonna go on and on about can you believe it, Matthew Stafford? Come like all that stuff. Not but as you. far as the pure football matchup, I think the Cleveland-Houston game is going to be more exciting because L.A. is going to blow blow the doors off Detroit. So, Hey. Sorry. Okay. Well, football-wise, I understand. Anyways, this is the worst game of the week, I think. Ah, we can't. The Steelers. The Steelers game is the worst game of the week. But Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Since Nick Sirianni basically did the um, that bowling meme, you know, who am I? I am. He did that after beating the Chiefs. Uh, that Pete Weber, he the 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 wheels have fallen off the Eagles season. Um, 
I think they've gone one and six since that game. I'm looking right now. So they beat the Chiefs. Beat the okay, they beat the Bills, killed by the 49ers, killed by the Cowboys. Honestly, should have been killed by the Seahawks. Barely beat the Giants, beat lost to the Cardinals, who decimated them, and then got killed by the Giants. So yeah, they've won two, they went two and two and six, two and five. Uh, good job. Nick Sirianni, one of the biggest blowhards in coaching and professional sports. Makes me happy that this is happening. Again, I said earlier, I'm going to bet against the Chiefs and the Eagles, no matter who they play, because I don't think they're that good of teams. The Eagles actually stink, though. And the only reason I'm not more up for Tampa Bay to win this game outright is because is in a, in a must-win game against Carolina, they put up a whopping nine points against a truly terrible Carolina team. That's what has me worried. I'm going to take the Bucks here, and I do think the Bucks win it outright. Uh, the linebackers for Philly are CFL-level players. Like, they're not NFL guys. Their secondary is all over 30. They have an old roster. And this happens quick in the NFL. This happens quick. You have a Super Bowl window. It could be a year or two years, and then it immediately falls off a cliff. And even if Jalen Hurts is good, and he is good, it's very hard when that defense is as old as it is. And those Jalen Carter was a great draft pick, especially where they got him. But the year before when they took um, Jordan Davis, everybody's like, this is the steal of the draft. Jordan Davis can't play on 45% of snaps. He's too slow. So he can only play on running downs. And you see that. They rotate him out. He only plays 25, 30 snaps a game. I don't know. If I'm drafting 10th overall, do I want a guy that's going to play 50% of defensive snaps? Probably not. And the entire the entire linebacking core is awful. Matt Patricia's calling the defense. I want to just highlight something about Matt Patricia that made me go crazy recently. Is I actually, the game was on TV. It was the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl a few years ago. The Patriots had 600. I'm not. That's not a. That's not a miss. Misspeak. 600 yards of total offense against the Eagles in that Super Bowl when they lost the game because Matt Patricia's defense. And now he's the one calling the plays on the Eagles. I don't know how this guy keeps getting jobs. He was terrible with the Lions. He was terrible back with the Patriots. He's been bad with the Eagles, and yet he's the signal caller on that defense. Good luck. God bless. I'm going the Bucks. Um, that that that. Geez, that secondary is slow. The linebackers are non-existent. I'm all in. Steven, Craig's mad. Bye, Eagles. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to the Eagles here. Maybe I'm not counting out teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, okay? I know okay. they're injured, but this Bucks team is basically the Pittsburgh Steelers with a good Whoa. quarterback. This is not a serious playoff team. Give me the serious playoff team. Give me the Eagles, baby. Give me Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts could have six fingers, and I would trust him more than Baker Mayfield. Wouldn't that be an advantage if he had six fingers? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I think it would be. Missing, missing both of the middle middle fingers on each hand. Oh, you mean like total, six fingers total? Yeah, six fingers total. I thought you meant like oh, six yeah. fingers on one hand. I was like, you got better grip. I don't think anyone who was listening probably wouldn't have thought that, but okay. Go, Greg. Greg, what's up? Why are you mad? Uh, I actually I actually thought the same thing, Sterling. I thought you meant like he had an extra finger on one of the hands, and then that I was like, that sounds actually like an advantage, but I, what the hell do I know? Um, 
So you guys give me no option now. I got to agree with one of you. So what's the poll? Who am I going to take? I think you're going to agree with me, honestly, because I think you think the same thing about the Eagles that I do, where they actually stink. But I would not be surprised if you say the Bucs also stink, which is true. Steven, what do you think? Uh, I don't think you like the Eagles. But I I also like you shaking your head before I made my pick. And I saw that uh, TV show called Lie to Me. So I think I'm really good at reading people's body uh, <laughs> talent. So I think you're going to agree with me because you were a little upset that you were going to disagree with us the entire podcast and seem like an asshole. So I think you're going to agree with me. No, I'm so glad you picked Philadelphia, Stephen, because I didn't want to be contrarian the whole way through. I've been contrarian <laughs> the whole way through against Sterling's picks. Um, but yeah, I... I don't know what you're seeing with the Bucks, my man. Like they barely beat Carolina last week with three field goals. And Baker looks like he can barely walk now. Um so I, I think Philadelphia will get it done. I think they've, you know, clearly limped through the last few games, but they'll get up for this. It's in Philadelphia. You know, there's just no chance Tampa Bay goes up there and steals this. Uh um, I could see it being tight, but I think Philadelphia can cover three. I really do. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, for all the 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 downs that he's had this season, he still has that ability to make those big splash plays. And um, he's got enough playmakers up there that can still get it done. Obviously, the, the defense is absolutely atrocious. You're 100% correct on that take. Um, but I think they can get enough stops to to get a win, and then they'll they'll obviously lose probably in the next round. But <laughs> yeah, I like I like Philadelphia here. I have two questions. One, can Tom Brady come out of retirement for this game? Yes or no? Is that allowed? Because he should honestly be thinking about it. And then you don't need to answer that. Why wouldn't he? He played for the same team. Come on, Tom. And then number two is yes, the Bucks barely beat the Panthers nine to zero. But I think barely beating the Panthers is better than getting shit on by the Cardinals and Giants in back-to-back weeks. That's all I'm saying. I like. I, I just don't think the Cardinals and Giants are as bad as you're giving credit for, honestly. I mean, the Cardinals, they've been a little bit spicy. The Giants have been a little bit spicy with, with Tyrod in there. They're not a bad team. I mean, they're not a great team, but they're better than the Carolina Panthers. It's the worst team in the NFL this season. And the Bucks barely snuck by them, so I, I just I think your take is flawed on this one. This is this actually surprises me. You took Tampa Bay, but we'll see. I just can't doesn't surprise the me. Eagles with what they've been doing. They've looked. They literally. I I've watched a lot of Eagles games just because they're always on and they're a popular team. They have not looked impressive at all in any game. They played the Bucks earlier this year. That's probably their actual best win. Like you go look through it. They be, I'm the schedule. Just go through it. They beat the Patriots by five. Nobody knew the Patriots were going to be that bad, but that game was really close at the end. And the Patriots were on 17-0. They barely beat the Vikings. They kicked the Bucks ass. They went to overtime with the Commanders. They beat the Rams by nine without Stafford. They lost to the Jets. They beat the Dolphins, who are pretenders. They barely beat the Commies again. It's like you just go through every game, and then this last stretch, it's just been uh, 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 nasty. 
And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I can't blame anybody taking the Eagles here. the The Bucks are not a great team, and I really wish that both these, the two that I'm talking about, the Chiefs and the Eagles, actually were playing competent, more competent opponents, or in a better situation for their opponents, because I think that they're ripe for the taking. But you guys are both probably right. On, on, I mean, I guess Steve took the Dolphins with me, but like, it's these are the worst possible outcomes for if you want to be super against these teams because they're playing pretty bad rock, uh, teams as well. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I've watched this entire NFL season. I'm like, I can't in good faith bet money on the Eagles at this point or the Chiefs. And that's how I, oh. that's how I've been looking at. I know, yeah, I know I'm you're not, not betting, but I'm saying like, no way. Yeah, no, the Eagles are atrocious. I, I haven't. I don't think I've bet them. I think I bet them once this year, and it was that Jets game. I think you had a ton of money on that one. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we were at Pools. Um, that was brutal. I, I remember hearing the collective exhale of every patron in that restaurant when he threw that final interception when we thought we, would, we were going to get a game-winning drive for some reason. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of when I realized that this Eagles team is just not what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And I've stayed completely away, and they're they're a total stay away. I mean, I, I don't know how you can put your hard earned money on this garbage football team. But don't what about what game. about my food stamps? <laughs> I don't know if you can bet those um, in any traditional oh, yes, market. You can. But there's somebody <laughs> down at the STA Plaza that'll, I'm sure, I'm sure take take your food stamp bet. <laughs> well, in the words of Bart Scott, can't wait. Uh, I cannot wait for the NFL wild card, super wild card weekend to happen. And then I can't wait for the divisional round. And then I can't wait for the conference championships. And then of course I can't wait for the Super Bowl. We're in it, boys. We're in it. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Um truthfully, one of the worst NFL seasons I can remember, just from like a total like quality of football. I mean, we got Mason Rudolph, Joe. <laughs> look at this look at the quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph. Joe Flacco, uh, I don't even. Want, I'm not going to name anybody else, but this is just insane that that this is uh this is what's happening. However, even though the quality's been bad, I've been more invested than ever, and I love football. It's my it's my one true love. My one my it always is there for me. Nine months from now, when the season's back around, I cannot wait to see Scott Hansen. It's always a little emotional when Scott Hansen signs off for the last time, week eighteen, right? Yeah, one tear in my eye, just just welling up. Well, Scott, yeah, come on. Sad. It's like saying goodbye to a friend because you yeah. know, like it's just kind of over for a, a long time. And then yep. week one pops up and you're like, oh, welcome back, Scott. It's good to have you back. Scott Hansen's my Wal- uh, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> he means something to me. Uh, yeah, that's fair. God, he's an amazing man. Honestly, Scott Hansen should get into politics, truthfully. I, I think he should. Because I, okay. I think we're a, I think we're getting carried away here. There's a Q point. rating like, of like 99. Oh Nobody hates that guy. Um. Also, watch yeah. out, Governor Race in Alabama, 2026, Nick Saban. Uh okay, boys, that was a great podcast. Um, what else, you guys? Do you guys have anything else to say? Anybody like to shout out? No. Yeah, Thanks, Roll Todd. <laughs> Roll Todd. Next time. Oh, Ed Orgeron. He's out there, ready to be a. Hu- Go Tigers. Go Tigers. You can do it. Uh, next time you hear us, Greg and I will be having another trinket to our trinket shelves. Three time.
three p yes sir yes OB. sir three p it's gonna happen so i you uh, coming down to watch or like you said you were down here last time you never showed up though what happened there yeah what the heck uh yeah i should have just uh, i should have wasted my time wow i'm gonna see the i didn't know the zoo was in town what the no, hell no. traveling that's circus really... that's mean <laughs> oh. man the only the only thing that the zoo was in town was you you with your stench ass and i smelled you coming into my city stinky ass uh okay well fellas we will reconvene next week at this time and talk about what we saw and what we're gonna see in the future by the way greg it's insane i'm a i'm a fortune teller you just went zero and six honestly steve you could have a perfect week you went five and one uh wow i went six and that's crazy that's a what a what a week for me way to go I'm we don't even need to watch these games. I know. I'm not going to watch them. Okay. I love you guys. <laughs> See ya. Love you.